a British Latino Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the British Latino Network podcast. Today, I'm very excited to announce that we have uh, Guerrero with us today. He's going to be uh, talking to us about his journey. He's uh, kindly agreed to come on to talk about his journey, his plans for the future, and what he's been up to recently as well. So it's it's really great to have Guerrero with us, especially in this time of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, where we're very much celebrating the culture here in the UK and uh, talking to a lot of uh, members of the community who've been doing a lot of their work recently. So Guerrero, thank you for coming on. How are you doing? Hey, Diego, thanks on the invitation. Just happy to be here, man. You know, like when you contacted me, I was happy to come on the podcast because, you know, I'm all about, you know, pushing the culture to the next level. And I'm so proud of being Latino and being here in the UK, representing for Latinos all over the world. So definitely grateful to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Guerrero, for coming on. It's, uh, it is great to to be able to talk to you. And um, yeah, I think uh, we obviously share that, that passion for the community, as do lots of the members of the community as a group. You know, we're very passionate about being Latino. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to be able to, to have these conversations to enrich the community and so the community can learn about the things that we're doing. Um, Definitely. Cool. So let's start. Let's start. From the beginning, like I said beforehand, before we went live, I sort of I've been quite familiar with your work for, for quite some time. But for those who aren't too familiar, um, perhaps maybe they only know about the music, but they don't know about you as the individual. Tell us a bit about your background. Where did it all start for for you? So, uh, so yes, I'm from Colombia originally. Um, I came to to the UK when I was ten years old. Uh, since then, I've been, you know, sort of like been going back and forth, you know, between Latin America, Colombia, USA. So um, I'm from a city in 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 Colombia called Pereira, which is in the coffee area of Pere of the of Colombia. Yeah. And uh, you know, when I came to the U to the UK, there was not many Latinos, you know, where I used to study, you know, in school that I studied, there was no, no Latinos or Colombians. There was only like one or two Colombians in the school. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was feeling a bit lost because obviously I didn't speak English back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I was just, you know, very lost <laughs> when I arrived into the UK. So, um, you know, I've always been passionate about music and, you know, I saw, I saw that there was no many like, um, you know, like sort of like uh, medios to promote the music, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, since I was so passionate about the music, I started thinking, you know what, like maybe we should somehow connect to another Latin people here in the UK and make it happen. But obviously, you know, a lot of people was just doing different stuff and, you know, we were just kids. Yeah. So when I reached the, you know, teenage, when I was like 16, I had the chance to go back to Colombia. And, you know, that's when reggaeton was playing in Colombia and pretty much everywhere in Latin America and USA. So, um, you know, I just immediately fell in love with, with reggaeton music. And I had the chance to do a few, um, you know, a few uh, gigs in Colombia and I was just playing in radio. And then, um, you know, one of my songs uh, was playing and, you know, it got to number one in the charts, the Colombian charts. Yeah. So I had that number one for, for a few weeks in Colombia. So it was very interesting to see how my music career started growing from there. Yeah. I, I then had the chance to tour with Daddy Yankee and like, you know, big reggaeton superstars and make a lot of contacts. Um, after that, the music industry changed because, you know, the, the piracy and all of the CD stuff happened. Uh, we're talking about, you know, 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, the piracy killed the music industry. And, you know, therefore we had to kind of like switch and move into a different industry, which was uh, marketing. Right. Um, so I left the music for a bit um, when that happened. But, you know, I still kept the, I still kept the contacts that I had from the music industry. And I started doing events here in London. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and concerts and, you know, sort of like to try and get the community together. So that's that's more or less my my story from you know from the transition from Colombia to to the UK. That's that's what that's my that's a bit of my story right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very summarized, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it's definitely from what you're what you're saying. It seems like it very much accelerated quite a lot in the beginning. Uh, you know, to have a, a number one in Colombia, and you were saying that you were still a teenager at this point. Uh, yeah. How, how was that? How, how did you feel about that? Uh, it was it was crazy because obviously um you know right before that uh, i was i was studying here i was you know i was just you know in school and then i moved to college and i was studying something completely different yeah. and then obviously the passion for music came you know for me seeing that there was not nothing going on here for latinos so i thought you know what let me do that and there was just a few people doing music that got me into the music so we were just doing like hip-hop in spanish and like rap and all of that we experimented with grime and all like you know caribbean readings and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you know like reggaeton wasn't very you know reggaeton wasn't the, the thing here back mm-hmm. then yeah so it was just more of an experiment um so yeah as i said before you know i started recording and then uh one of the djs in colombia heard my music and then he took it to a label and the label was really interested in signing me so we did a deal with the label and then we pushed out some records there in colombia they became number one so when it was time for me to go and record my music in Colombia, I didn't know that I was number one. Label didn't tell me that. I mean, back in the day, it was just like that. You know, like you come number one and you go do the promo, but the label assumed that, you know, you're chasing everything, like all the data and everything. But it wasn't as easy as, as it is today yeah, to see yeah. all the analytics and stuff like that. So I didn't even know I was number one radio in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So when I went there, when I landed in Bogota to do my promo, you know, I just saw a lot of like a lot of people like with like, you know, Como con carteles, you know, like waiting for someone and, you know, they were kind of like, and I'm like, right, okay, they might be waiting for the person, you know, like some big superstar. Yeah. And then I just came out normally. Um, there was a friend of mine from London just waiting for me outside the airport. And then, you know, he had my number and then he called me. And then when I was coming out, he's like, he's like, bro, go back. You know, all these people that's out here, they're here for you. And I'm like, wait, they're here for me? How? Yeah. It's like, bro, you're number one here. And it's like, it's crazy. Like, you know, like these are all your fans. And I'm, I was like, wow, man, like that just hit me, you know, because obviously I was coming from being a, a normal student here, a normal person. And then, and then when I arrived in Colombia, I was like the, the biggest superstar in Bogota at that time, you know, yeah. in, 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 in 2008. Because there wasn't many Colombian people around, like, sorry, Colombian artists around, uh, you know, doing music, like reggaeton music. Yeah. So I was one of the pioneers in Colombia to start doing, uh, you know, reggaeton music. But I was obviously from the UK. So that, you know, people saw that even a bit more interesting because I wasn't even in Colombia and I was coming from a different country. So, you know, that 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 made me, you know, like very proud, man. It was a lot of hard work at the beginning. Obviously, like we 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 talking we talking that um, you know, previously to me being signed, I was I was working for at least three or four years recording music solid. Yeah. I did an album and then that album, you know, one of the songs then became number one because of the label work. But yeah, man, it was a it was a really positive experience and it was it was so amazing to see, you know, all the love from the people in Colombia and the way they support my music and you know, all the love that they were showing me. I mean, I was just I was just really surprised, man. I mean, I'm I've never had to work around with like 
walk around with security and then we all do like it was just crazy you know but it was it was so good man I'm, i mean it's a moment to remember is it is it you know is it was very special for me yeah of course no i can i can see how that could be um impacting for anyone and especially if you're you know if you're still a teenager and you're like like you were saying you're going from the uk and it's sort of like such a contrast from going from the uk and then literally coming out and seeing that you've got fans and that you've got people waiting for you uh yeah man, that must have been very very impactful how did you find then from then on like what lessons did you take from that initial sort of part of your career because obviously um you know like anyone you'd be happy you'd be excited but then after the number one i guess it only becomes harder to stay at number one and to sort of carry on and carry on how did you find the the sort of the, the period after being you know uh, number one when you were so young so um so yeah i mean that was that was that was the nice part of the of the of the beginning of my career so yeah. then from there from there obviously you know hitting number one and being able to keep a number one is really hard especially when you're not from that you are from that territory but you're not living in that territory i mean mm-hmm. we we we're talking about you know like 10 years ago 11 years ago when the internet wasn't you know that easy to use for everyone music was not you know the way the way we consume music today is not the way you used to consume music 11 years ago so yeah. it was just CDs and stuff like that so um the transition was really really hard because obviously when i was number one, that's exactly when the piracy started to happen yeah. and then the label that i was signed to basically went broke because obviously the bigger artists they had obviously they were all being pirated by people so you know like people just you know trying to hassle and sell you know trying to like um sell the CDs and stuff like that so you know all the record labels in Colombia or not all of them but at least like most of the ones you know most of the ones that were working for the artists went broke and you know we basically went independent so we didn't have the 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 money and the the resources to push the music by ourselves and that's that's when everything kind of like changed for me and for many other artists in Colombia and in the around the world so it, it was very hard because um obviously from being able to put out music and be in radio interviews on TV and have that you know that that space and and have that platform to push your your content from not being able to do it and from not having that fame anymore mm-hmm. was very was very hard because it's obviously um plays with your your emotions and your feelings and then obviously you you go a bit depressed and then as you get used to like people seeing you and you being able to share like your music with everyone to no one knowing what you're doing and no one supporting you because We're talking that we only had probably Facebook but people wasn't even on Facebook that much. Of course, yeah. People was, you know, people would just go and see you in the shows and then probably call the radio station and ask for your music and then that's the way you spoke to your fans. It's not like you got Instagram today and Spotify and all of these so you can speak to your fans directly. So it was it was very hard. It was very hard but then, you know, I sort of like realized that um, you know, perhaps there was a different path out there for me and then, you know, I started studying uh music business mm-hmm. came to london did that in university you know years later yeah. i went to spain as well and i was just touring around spain with you know the artists that i told you about it wasn't the same because you know i wasn't in a deal and it was very hard for me to keep my consistent with my music because of financial you know the fin- the finance basically that goes into into putting out music videos uh you know traveling etc yeah. and then yeah i mean the transition was very hard so You know it's nice to say that the music industry gives you like very happy moments but you can also you have to be also ready for the hard moments because you can't always stay number one and it's very hard to stay number one 
and you just have to kind of like go with the flow and you know take different paths different careers you don't necessarily have to be like the biggest eyes in the world but there's 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 more jobs to do within the music industry and that's what i did i went independent started doing my own events after i came out of uni started my own company um and record label as well and then from there i just kind of being you know uh just being um you know an independent um executive to be to be honest and putting out my own music as an artist as well yeah 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 okay yeah so it was definitely um yeah a challenging a challenging period so i mean for those who for those who aren't aware the whole piracy issue the way it affected the music industry was that the the financial income that the record labels would typically get from selling CDs basically disappeared because people were just downloading music illegally. And so mm -hmm. it basically cut off the resources that the record labels had to push their artists, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I mean, the labels and the artists were not being paid for, for a job. So basically it's like you're going to it's like you're going to work for free every day. Yeah. So obviously no one's going to be no one's going to be doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, record labels were not able to carry on doing that and giving advances to artists or money to work with because they have no income whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, it took it, it took it took years in order for the you know music music business to kind of like get back to to a level where they would be able to do that because yeah. of the streaming you know streaming changed that. But yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. As you said, yeah. it. I mean, it's it's really interesting because obviously. You know, as a consumer of music, you see it very different as the artist, you know. The artist is obviously, the piracy issue is a massive, massive deal and it's big, you know, it's really mm -hmm. impacting. But as a consumer, piracy for some consumers, I'm guessing, was probably the best thing that happened to them because now they can listen to their best artists for free, pretty much. Um, so yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I mean, as a consumer, everyone obviously... Um... Yeah, everyone was happy that you know to get music. I mean, it's so easy like getting water. Really, you open the tab and then boom, music comes out. You know, because it was just you know loads of piracy websites with loads of albums and music from everyone. Really, so not only us, the smaller artists had an impact, but obviously the the bigger artists had the bigger impact. Thing is that they already had money from previous sales and from mm. previous you know like uh, works that they did, music projects to kind of like support and kind of like stay stay there trying to survive the the yeah. you know that impact but the smaller artists you know had to had it had it harder because you know they we had to go and look for our own resources because we didn't have any um especially me i mean i'm talking from my point of view i didn't i didn't have any previous hits yeah. uh, that was my first hit and then boom that happened so yeah i mean as i said before it was it was it was an interesting and it was a hard transition but for the consumer it was obviously a positive um you know something positive Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so do you feel now with the with all of the platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, um, I think something called like I can't remember the title or something like that, which is like I think one of uh, I think that's yeah, Jay -Z yeah, there's platform or something. Yeah, there's different platforms. Yeah, yeah. JC. So do you feel like with the streaming with the streaming now that's available, do you feel like that's another way that the artists can now sort of get around the piracy issue and still be able to get an income oh yeah no now the, the like you know 10 years later now the the music industry is, is recovering and you know we're seeing incomes on record labels that's you know there's they're the passing the, the the previous levels where we were at you know they yeah. we had a we had an increase of like you know i don't know 11 12 and the whole industry growing 
you know, years, which is a lot from from piracy and then from streaming. Now we're getting a lot of a lot of income, and now we're we're able to live from from what we do, which is music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of growth from from streaming platforms because you don't we don't get paid as as we should be paid. Uh, you know, within the Spotify, Apple Music, and all the DSPs, but that's something that is that's you know that you know as is artists, we've been you know taking care of you know making new projects and kind of like you know speaking to the to the um to the digital platforms about you know increasing the payments that we we get when songs played and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of work to do, yeah. but um we're definitely being at least we're being paid for what we do now so so it's definitely a different situation now and it's looking you know much better mm-hmm. for artists and for music creators in yeah. general yeah okay all right yeah no that's definitely um that's really good you know it's good that the artists are being uh compensated for their for their effort for their you know effort talent and their resources because like you said you know it takes a lot of investment in yourself as well really. You know, you have to invest in the video shoots, invest in the studio recording sessions, invest with a producer, invest in literally in yourself mm-hmm. for so many uh, for different things. So how did you keep exactly. motivated throughout the whole period of time? Because like you said, uh, this whole piracy issue affected the industry for a long, for a long time, really. Um, yeah. How did you stay motivated to, to you know, not, not call it quits and not say goodbye to your career, but to carry on produ- producing music? I think it was just the, the love, the love for music, and the, you know, the passion that I've always had for for music, uh, and not just making music, but the whole music business, the whole music marketing, the the whole, you know, art of the of the of the music, as in graphic design, you know, video productions. I was, I was very much involved in everything because I did everything myself. So mm. um, it was just the love of doing it, really. I mean, I didn't have any income for a very long time from music. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just, it was pure passion, really, pure passion. Yeah, yeah. No, that's important, you know, passion is very, very important. And so do you feel like you kept that passion alive because you were involved with music consistently, uh, because you were studying it at university? So do you feel like that helped also for you to never really stray too far away from music? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I was always, I was always involved in in music projects, so therefore, you know, it's not like it's not like you know the piracy thing happened and then I completely stopped. I was, you know, behind the scenes working with with other artists and you know and kind of like doing their shows and you know helping them kind of like you know plan their their marketing plans and you know like all their releases and stuff. So it's, it, I was always very close to to everything going on within the music and everyone in the music industry had faith that everything was going to change at some point and it did so it was it was yeah it was just it was just being close to the music and the artists and everyone in the entertainment industry that kept me interested in waiting for that for that good right moment to you know to sort of like you know stay more motivated and carry on you know doing music because if you if you like back back in the day and even now if you if you want to do music and if you want to do any kind of entertainment project if you want to be if you're expecting to be paid right away, I mean, you perhaps need to be thinking changing careers because it's not going to happen. Yeah. You need to, you know, it's very, it's very like the percentage of people that gets paid and, you know, make straight, you know, hit records and 
make something big happen, you know, uh, very quick is very, you know, it's very small, you know, it's a small percentage. Mm -hmm. So um, I was one of the ones that had to wait for, you know, good stuff to happen, good contacts to come in, you know, like good records to be pitched on. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's, a, it's a waiting game and it's, it's a game that you have to work just purely because you like it and you love it. And you just have to carry on doing it like that. I mean, even when you're, when you make it in the in the record industry you still have to work very hard to sustain as you said before to maintain the level mm -hmm. so it's a is an everyday you know job it's an everyday hustle yeah yeah how did you find the um so you know like like, like we spoke before with you we've been in, you've been doing music for, for quite a while and before there wasn't really that much latin artists in the uk like especially in like urban music so like like right now we're sort of starting to see um more artists but then we're also starting to see that the actual uk culture slowly start to embrace reggaeton um mm -hmm. how do you sort of what differences do you see now do you feel like it's maybe not necessarily easier to become a reggaeton artist in the uk or do you think like the platforms are, are maybe available uh, easier so like the contacts are there better now than before yeah, I mean everything's everything is 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 more um, everything is better right now, you know, like and it's more beneficial for artists to to do music right now. If you're a new artist and you want to do reggaeton music in the UK and pretty much anywhere in the world, you can you can do so because obviously now you have the Spotify, the Apple Music, and then you know the rest of the digital platforms where you can just do a song and just put it out there. Before we didn't, we, you know, like we did have these platforms, but. But we didn't have, you know, they weren't as developed as they are. You know, people were just starting to get to know the platforms. You know, everyone knows Spotify in London now. Everyone knows Apple Music. But back then, we only had MySpace to promote music. Yeah. And, you know, I come from that era of you being able to put your music on MySpace and then promoting it on MySpace. And that was just really it. Whatever the label had to do for you on radio and press, that was the label work. Now you have a lot, you know, you, you have a lot of tools to work with. Now you can just go on Facebook and promote your music, Instagram, you go to Spotify, then you have YouTube and then you go to Apple Music and then you have another audience there. So it's, it's a matter of you, you putting the music and putting, you know, some work to, to market it yourself if you don't have a label. Um, back then we didn't have those tools to do that. So we had to do everything ourselves uh, and kind of like make our own strategies. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, uh, burn CDs and just put them out there, give them out in parties wherever you perform. So it was more like a manual job. Now mm -hmm. it's everything is in, you know, in autopilot when you break, yeah. when you when you release something is, I wouldn't say autopilot, but it's just it's easier. It's easier. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to release music and it's easier for you as an artist and as a new artist to reach new audiences. So it's, it's, it's looking better, you know, mm -hmm. in general for, for musicians to music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, um, so basically, so obviously you've, uh, you know, we've talked about like, sort of the negative parts, or I guess the, the challenging parts of being a musician in the UK in general. But what would you say are some of the, like the highlights of being, of, of doing what you do? You know, what would you say have been some of the highlights so far? The highlights for what I've, what I've done before in my career? Yeah, in general, yeah, up until now. So, yeah, up until now. What would you say okay. about the highlights? Like, the best moments that you could say, yeah, we, it's been difficult, but looking back, you know, it's all been worth it. I think I think that the highlights is, is you know, like, of my career is definitely being able to, to be number one in Colombia for some time and 
and then you know 10 years 10 years later being able to look back and everything that you was doing in that city for example in bogota when i was promoting in schools and everything we used to go in more artists and then when you look 10 years later all of those artists that you was in schools that no one nobody knew about and you know that that were doing the same as you they all like their the albums the carol g's you know it's like it's very it's very satisfying to see that you was part of that movement when it all started yeah because um i had those experiences in the past where I was, you know, promoting, walking, and no one, no one knew who J Balvin or Carol G was. We'd just be in a school in Colombia promoting our music, yeah. and then, and then it happened. You know, it just happened, but it wasn't overnight. It was ten years later. People actually, you know, see them as as superstars. So they have an evolution, and they have something to talk about um, after. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't quick for them. So that's part of the highlights of my career, being able to be involved with with you know with big people with big artists um from the beginning and obviously you know there was you know there, there has been awards here in london where i've been involved in you know mu music production awards um you know i had i had um I've, i had a lot of you know highlights in my career with in tours for example you know as i said before i was being able to tour with daddy yankee don omar and you know a lot of the big superstars or those those are my biggest highlights and not not because of the big names that you know that surround the highlights but because of the love that people have for those artists and me being able to be exposed to those audiences and share my my music and my art with them so yeah that's 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 the biggest highlights for now yeah wow that's uh it's definitely uh great a great combination of, of highlights you know it's not you know to be able to like you said be part of a movement to be able to make all these great contacts to be able to tour with people like Daddy Yankee or Don Omar. Uh, they're not things that just anyone does, really. So I think it is a testament to, obviously, your talent, to your perseverance. And, yeah, for literally starting, you know, being, like you said, being part of, you know, of that movement when it, it sort of started off in Colombia and even here in the UK as well. So, so no, that's, uh, that's, that's really great. Um, Thanks, man. So... Right, so right now, so we've, we've sort of talked about the past and we talked about what you've been up, what sort of, you know, what it was like before. Well, recently, you've been releasing new music. Um, so, for example, Astro was one that you've recently re uh, released. Um, yeah. But tell us, what, what, what are you currently up to in terms of music? So, in terms of music, so, you know, I, I, like post, post um, sorry, uh, previous, previously COVID happening, well, everything was very different and was looking very, like very different for me. I had, I had the chance to, obviously, I said before that, you know, I'm, I created a company called London Reggaeton. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my platform. Uh, more than a company, it's a platform that I created to, you know, sort of like push the, the culture, the Latin talent here in the UK. And sort of like let, you know, the rest of London and the UK know about our music and our culture. Yeah. So once once I created that pl that platform, you know, um, a very big big company came to me and told you know like kind of like showed me a deal, uh, uh, you know, and then we joined on a deal with them. I'm talking about Live Nation, yeah. and we partnered up in, in very big concerts with them and, and festivals uh, where we was able to present you know big super big Latin superstars such as J Balvin yeah. uh, that we brought to um, to a festival here called the Ends Festival in Brixton. And he was the first artist to do a, a UK festival with Live Nation and uh, with my company. So 
I was very, very, very grateful that that happened. So I was doing that. And then, you know, uh, for me having contacts in Colombia before, I was able to, you know, put up more shows and we did the Bad Bunny show here in London and, you know, many other artists, Anita. So mm-hmm. I was I was working, I was working behind the scenes in all those projects as a promoter, as a music promoter. Right. So that's pretty much what, what I was doing, um, what I was doing before COVID happened. Now my plans after COVID, you know, started to, to change because obviously the the you know, all the clubs and all the festivals, you know, had to chat and basically had nowhere to, you know, go with the artists and stuff like that. So you know, I thought maybe it's time for me to get back and do a bit of my recording, a bit of my music, which is what I love doing. So, you know, something came to my head and I just started putting up a, a concept album called Astro. Yeah. It wasn't really an album. It's, it's, it's more of, a, of an EP. Uh, it's got five tracks. And yeah, man, that's how Astro came along. Uh, partner up with a, with a, with a UK uh, with a UK label mm-hmm. who believed in me and, you know, kind of like helped me out, push this project out. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I'm, I'm right now promoting it. I mean, very limited to what we can do right now with promotion. It's all online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what we've been doing. We're focusing in the promotion of this EP called Astro. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, so you were, you were very busy. And I think like everyone, yeah, the, the whole COVID situation has definitely affected a lot of industries and obviously the entertainment industry has been impacted greatly by, by the COVID situation. Um, so what tell us a bit about Astro, like what was the what's the idea behind it? Like what was the inspiration behind Astro? So the inspiration behind Astro is um I, I really wanted to do uh I didn't have time to to do like a full and I obviously it was just to push out, you know, like fourteen or you know, 20 tracks because people doing albums that long. Yeah. I thought, let me just do a, let me just do a little concept um, EP where people's going to get the feel of, you know, like more music from me and I'm not just going to be pushing out singles. Let me just push that. Yeah. Give them a bit of artist. And that's what I did with Astro. Uh, Astro, uh, it's called Astro because, you know, I, I believe a lot in the in the universe and, you know, like all the Astros really. So, yeah. I believe, you know, that was that was the route to go for me. Um, no one in the Latin industry that I know of had, you know, put out a record that was, you know, maybe showing a bit of the, the, the planets and like, you know, all the artwork showing you all the planets and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was I was I'm very connected, as I said before, to the universe and, and all the Astros. I believe in all of those theories. Yeah. So I, I kind of like wanted to base it on that. Uh, so if you see the artwork, when you guys check it out, it's got a lot of, you know, space stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but it's very connected to all my emotions and, you know, previous stories and, and stuff like that. And Songa Yacinco is, is, is more focused in, uh, in, in London, in the UK. Because mm-hmm. obviously that's, that's the working pattern that, yeah. that a normal person will have, no Yacinco. Yeah. And no one had really talked about that in a song. Yeah. And not in those specific hours. So I, I wanted to base that in the UK. So if you go and listen to that EP, you find a lot of you know stuff, lyrics that you won't you wouldn't find with any other artist because obviously you know there's 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 not many artists doing reggaeton from London, yeah. and not many you know relating to to the London lifestyle yeah. in Latin music. So I decided to focus and do that, you know, in this EP. Yeah, yeah, okay, and. 
So what would you say is like for, so like you said, you, you know, you're very, you know, the Astro um, EP was very uh, like inspired by, by your sort of personal beliefs, your personal experiences. For those who haven't listened to your music yet, what would you sort of describe your, your style like? It's very, it depend, depends on the song. For example, in, in Astro, um, most of this, most of the uh, EP is really based in club music, really, like reggaeton, like to dance, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. perreo, like yeah. to dance and to have a vibe, you know? But the, the lyrics are really entertaining and energetic. There's also like, you know, like deep music, such as there's a track called Ave Maria, which is um on the Astro, on the Astro EP as well. And it talks about like, you know, the struggle and, you know, like being able to go out on the street and kind of like you know working whatever is it that you have to work in and you know like have the blessing from your mom or your or your family to have them and then you know how you can strive for better every time and sort of like you know like thanking god and and, and thanking you know like the, the universe for for being able to do so but at the same time being being ambitious as a as a as a, as a person and a, as an entrepreneur as an artist so you know, it depends. It depends on the on the on the track that I that I put together. I mean, yeah. it's it's depending on that as well, and, and the mood you know that I have when when I'm recording or, or writing the music. But you know, I'm I'm versatile. But most of my music is is for is for people to party with and to to you know to it's got good lyrics. Yeah, yeah. No, something that I did take from listening to your music um, recently, and like I said over over the years as well, it's that you're. Your style is very versatile, so it's not like one specific way, one specific rhythm that you include, or one specific rhythm that you rap to. It's very versatile. Like you have a lot of, um, um, I'm guessing, you know, different inspirations, which is where, where, why you're so versatile. You know, you obviously have different thoughts. You're not just uh, sort of one dimension, which is really good. Yeah, that's that's correct, man. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So um, something that I wanted to ask you was. It was a bit more about you as an artist, you know, about the the actual creative process that that you sort of go through in um in putting out uh, a song, you know, and like in this case, an EP. What's the creative process like for you? Because what I've what I've realized is that talking to different people who are artists as well, there's no one 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 way of doing it. Everyone has their own way. Everyone is inspired by different things. Everyone has their sort of process you know sometimes they can just be sitting and an idea will come up others will really sit down and very much think about an idea and try to to produce so in your case what what, what typically do you do um to to produce music like what's the creative process for you like yeah no yeah no that's true i mean everyone's got their their own way of making music for me for me it's more where you know i had i need to have an inspiration i'm not able to do music all the time uh I, I need to be really inspired to make music i mean i could do music it's just that obviously i do it from the heart and i do it you know because i i feel passion for the music so it's more it's more of like me being you know in that in that mind you know in that mind space and and being in the mindset of making music and i'm not feeling like that all the time that's why i don't regular like you know i don't put out music regularly but yeah. you know every time that i feel like putting out music it's more because I feel inspired to write. So mm -hmm. when I do feel that inspiration, usually is when I'm at home, when I'm chilling or when I'm driving. So sometimes when I'm driving, I just hit, you know, I hear a song and then maybe I'm like, okay, maybe if I was on that song, I, I would have, you know, 
done it a bit different, but I really like that song. So maybe what I do is, you know, I get the concept of the song and then maybe you write my own version of the song to it and kind of like start doing, you know, my own version of that song and then, you know, start tweaking stuff and then make it my own song, my own song. So, you know, I take inspiration from different artists in the industry and different, even different music genres such as salsa and like hip hop and, you know, like different music genres. So when I feel inspired like that, you know, I usually just do a bit of recording at home, have a small setup at home mm -hmm. and I just record all my ideas there. And then when I feel like it's ready, I take it to the big studio with my producer and then we finalize the ideas there. You know, we do a bit more tweaking there and a bit more content there and then, you know, it goes. But that's more or less how it usually happens. You know, I just get inspired by, by music or by something that's, you know, in my mind. And then we just get it done. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. No, that's, that's really interesting to know and to, to be able to, to, to learn. You know, everyone's, everyone has a different style, a different way of doing, doing their things and producing music. So no, it's really, it is really interesting to be able to, to learn about that. Um, so what would you say are, are the plans for the future then? for you you know you've obviously been recently released the um um astral what would you say is the the plans for the future my flat my plans for the for the future right now is basically carry on recording more music because you know i'm in that space of recording music at the moment i've been feeling really inspired lately so inspired lately so you know i mean i mean the space to record more music so you know people can expect more music from me as an artist we're going to be pushing out more records and you know uh, you know as, as we mentioned before i mean I, I wear different hats in the industry and i love doing that i mean i love writing for different artists i love uh producing content from different from different artists promoting their shows doing their marketing stuff so you know i just love the whole music industry um so in terms of me uh as an artist more music but as an executive definitely putting out more projects for more artists you know, uh, meeting more artists, more of the new upcoming talent, or, you know, all the new people from the UK doing music and all the artists, you know, helping them with their records, trying mm -hmm. trying to actually break an artist from here, from the UK. Um, it's, it's the next mission because no one's been able to accomplish that just yet. Yeah. So that's that's our mission right now, you know, breaking the first artist from, from the UK, Latino artists from the UK um that's that's the next mission so basically yeah just just looking into pushing the culture to the next level and being able to you know get more work done and more projects with different artists and music business people that's that's the plans you know more work really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep them busy. exactly yeah yeah okay you know you, you mentioned something which was which is is, is true and it's that in, in the uk we were yet to see a you know like a, a mainstream sort of Latino artist, um, yeah, like mainstream, mainstream, very you know, very well known in the UK. What do you think needs to be? What needs to happen for that to 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 be the case in the UK? I think that definitely we need we need we need definitely a team of individuals. Apart from getting someone really talented, obviously, because the artist is obviously the you know the the central <laughs> unit of the, the main part to, to, to making the puzzle work. So mm -hmm. you need a very good artist, you know, someone unique that is that has the right mindset and has the right mentality to work with a team. Um, and of course, the, the, the team needs to be very professional. So definitely we're going to see, um, you know, a lot of artists that could 
you know, make that happen. But, you know, we just need the right team, the right people pushing that project together. But most importantly, a financial backup that is able to promote the artists in the world properly. Because we have a lot of talent here in the UK, I include myself in 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 the in the spectrum of artists that have talent but haven't been able to do um, you know bigger projects because of the financial backup that you need to do you know a record and then you know right we're talking about a lot of money here yeah. so we need we need labels in the UK which we've started to see I mean myself I've been doing some deals with labels here and there and we we're starting to get those relationships stronger but the question is. How we're going to do that is definitely, you know, building up relationships and, you know, being able to pitch all of this great talent that we have here in the UK to the people that has the, the power to take that music to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it takes, really. I mean, uh, of course, dedication, time and, and you know, for us to be hungry and, you know, and persevere that and work hard. But, you know, leaving that on the side, we definitely need a, a big record label or someone who has the, the right financial backup to be able to promote the talent that we have here in the UK. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, no, that's, um, it's good to know, you know, it's good to know and to be able to understand, get more insight into how the industry works. Do you think that um, in order to sort of gain more attention from these people who have the financial capacity and who are more mainstream, do you feel like the artist, uh, maybe it would be more beneficial for the artist to market themselves market themselves as a sort of reggaeton artist who speaks English and Spanish or a grime artist who happens to speak English and Spanish? Where do you sort of see the space um, sort of opening up more for, for Latino UK artists? I think it really depends. I mean, you can be a rock artist and you can break in, in, in you know, worldwide, a worldwide record, you know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. not really on, on the type of music you do, but more on the work you do. Yeah. So, um you can be doing, you know, specifically, let's talk about reggaeton music. You can be a reggaeton artist in the UK and do exactly what I'm doing, which is, you know, doing in work independently. Try and get, if you don't have the big budgets, then try and get, you know, labels or people who can really give you at least some budget to work with and to push your records out. Do your own work, do your own marketing, do your own artwork, do your own everything. And then just put it out there and, you know, show your talent. And that's more or less what everyone has done in the music industry. Not just in this territory, but worldwide. Yeah. You need to catch the attention of someone who's out there waiting to push your music, uh, but you're not working, then it's not going to happen. You need to be active. You need to be doing music. You need to be pushing out content. You need to be doing the photo shoots. You need to be doing the marketing campaigns. You need to be doing the video shoots. You need to be recording music. Yeah. You're not going to get a number one by recording your just one song. You know, like Michael Jackson had to record, I don't know how many, tracks and that was like the world's best artist and you know he had to record so many tracks in order to have the hits but this is something that people don't really know they just consume the music and think like yeah michael jackson was like the super legend and he used to make magic and he did but there was a lot of hard work that even the best musician on earth had to do to get all those records done so if we're not as talented as michael jackson we have to put in 10 20 20 more times the work he used to put in and that's the work people are not really wanting to do. So you have to do a lot before you break a record. And, you know, you have to know that you have to do a lot of stuff by yourself before a record label or someone in, in the industry would invest in you and be credible. Because obviously they have to recoup their investment. Yeah, of course. And they're not looking to lose money with someone that's probably not 
um, talented or that is not, they don't see viable, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as an investment. So you have to see yourself as a, as a business, really. Make it, make it work, you know, make it do your best and then it will happen for you if you're good enough. So it's just it's just that you need to carry on as an artist. You need to be carry on putting out new music every time as much as you can. Best the best songs you go out there, put them out there, and then just carry on, man. Because as I'm saying, you just don't know where your next opportunity is going to be, but you have to be active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no. Thank you for sharing that. It's uh, it's good to, like I said, you've obviously got insight into the industry. You work in the industry, so you're obviously more clued up about it than and just a general listener or the typical person. What would you say has been, you know, throughout the years, what would you say has been the one lesson that you've taken from from your experience so far? In music? Yeah. Or in, in general. The biggest you know, lesson. Yeah, the biggest yeah. lesson that you've learned so far, yeah. The biggest lesson is you have to work if you if you if you really want it. You have to show yourself and you have to show the world that you really want it. You can't just say it and wait for it to happen. Mm. The lesson is work every day, work hard every day. When you're in the studio, don't go to the studio just to just drink and just 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 laugh with your friends. And there's a lot of people that say that they go to the studio and record, but they take hours to record songs and they, mm. you know, they just go and work hard. Like you're going to a nine to five job, you need to work hard to get to your next position. It's exactly like that in music. You only get bigger and you only get, you know, to the places you want to you want to get to if you work really hard. So the biggest lesson is don't 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 sleep too much and, and don't don't dream too much. Just dream, but work. Yeah. And if you can, biggest lesson is get a side job that can help you pay the bills, because, you know, when you start making music, music is not going to pay your bills from day one. Yeah. So um, biggest lesson is is always active, man. Yeah. You can't sleep if you want to do music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, okay, so I think we've, we've we've pretty much come to the to the to the final portion of today's episode. Like I said again, little thank you very much for for coming on. Um, and it's been it's been great to to be able to to learn about your journey, to you know understand the plans of the future, also for you to give us insight into the into into the industry of music. Um, so, for those who would like to listen to your music and would like to follow you, um, where can they where can they do that? How can they find you on social media? Yeah, so if they if they wanna if they wanna listen to my music, um, you can just say and come up there. Uh, but you know, uh, if you wanna follow me on my on my social media, uh, my Instagram is Guerrero Music Guerrero Music. So you can reach out to me there. Yeah. Um, and I also, you know, like since you since you have this platform, which which I find really interesting, and why I wanted to come on the on the on the um, podcast mm -hmm. with you, is because you know we we need to inspire more people to 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 do what we do and to do what we love. So yeah. if there's people out there listening to this podcast that want to do music or that want to be a music executive, just just go for it. I mean, we need more people like you. We need more more leaders in the industry in the culture that we have here in the UK don't feel like because no one's done it yet it means it's not going to happen it's just it just takes it it takes for, for a leader to make it happen we're still working hard so um yeah just just motivate yourself and, and just go out there just make it happen if that's what you really want to do you can make it happen if there's any new talents out there listening to this we got uh london reggaeton 
which we we which we pushing hardly. You know, like we we promoting the culture essentially in that in that platform. So yeah, just get in contact with my team at London Reggaeton. Or if you have if you have any you know any doubt about the music industry or whatever, you know, contact me directly. I'm always happy to 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 share my knowledge and my support and all my all my knowledge with uh you know with with the new artists um from the UK and from around the world. So that's that's where you contact me, man. And so grateful to be here with you. Thank you so much, man. You're doing a great job. Um our community here is not as big as, for example, USA, but you know, we have people like you who want to put in the work and want to, you know, like show, you know, different, you know, different um, job roles, you know, different passions mm-hmm. in different industries. So you're doing a great job, man. Thank you for having me here and God bless everyone. Thank you for listening to my music. I know, you know, most of the people that's going to come here definitely has heard me or heard my music as well. If not, just go look for Astro Guerrero and we're good, man. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And uh, no, it's been definitely, it's been really good to talk to you. Uh, just before I let you go, so you were mentioning where people can find you on Spotify, but I realized that uh, it cut off a bit, your audio cut off a bit. So if you could just uh, sort of say that again so that people. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Sure. So if you're looking for me on Spotify, you can search for me as Guerrero on okay. Spotify. If you if you can't find me because you'll probably find a gladiator on Spotify, like some gladiator music when you type in Guerrero, just go to my Instagram, Guerrero Music, and then I have all the links there. So okay. Cool. They're all there. Cool. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. And uh, it's been great to talk to you. Definitely, you've been doing this for for some time. It's uh, a great example of your perseverance, of your dedication, and your passion for music. So I'm sure that our listeners can take a lot from that. Even if they're not musicians themselves, you know, they can take the example of commitment, of believing in yourself, of investing in yourself, because that's what you've done as well. You know, you've invested in yourself throughout these years of belief that that you know you can you can go and achieve even greater. So thank you for coming on. It's been good to talk to you. And thank you for everyone who's tuned in to today's episode. You can tune in next week as well. Uh, you can find us by searching British Tattoo Network on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. And yeah, until next time, goodbye.